You're now listening to Crypto with Kark. So yeah, guys, any any thoughts, any questions? This is the this is the time. You got the the dev team here. If nobody got the question, it, it means you did a really good job. <laughs> well, you didn't have any questions open. <laughs> I just find it so fascinating to come in here and be like, "Hey guys, cool, what's going on?" And everyone's muted. <laughs> like, let's go. Let's talk. Is this the point where we scare them all off by saying we're going to randomly pick someone and ask? Force them to ask us a question. Yeah, they would start Come disconnecting. The They'd be like, out, seize, I'm gone. I, I thought it would be before. <laughs> yeah. I, I can call an XCC. She's my roommate, so I can give him crap. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing okay. I want to mention is I, I don't know. I I don't think you said it, but XCZ is our new vice community manager. I think that's worth mentioning. So yeah, oh, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the team. Thank you for helping out. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, I forgot to put that on my bulleted notes, dude. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll I think I'll live. Yeah, I'll mention it next week. <laughs> Probably if I remember. So yeah. I have to lock off, guys. So love you all. Enjoy the night. See all you right. guys. Bye. Cool. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Have a good bye. night. Bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> um do you guys were you guys keeping track of views did we did we eclipse last week i think we were just under 100 okay it looked to be about 100 be a little under 100 for most of it okay no that's that's pretty pretty freaking cool it's exciting and we have sally making an appearance like right after it's kind of funny oh actually like during it Alright, and I'm out of touch. What do we mean by Sally? Because I know that's the name of the sloth. But... Yeah, so it stands for Swap and Liquify, which is a function inside uh... of the contract that uh, adds liquidity. Okay, that makes sense. So we're like, Sally came, and you're probably like, what, what, the, what the hell, man? Who the hell is Sally? Alright, that makes sense. Where... Um, I assume we could just... Where can I track that when Sally... Um, so you could look, there's a couple ways. You could look at the blockchain um, under the internal transactions for the contract. Mm-hmm. We can also see it on any chart like Bogged or PooCoin or something like that. Uh, it shows up as a $250 billion um, token transaction. Um, so you'll see 22 minutes ago or whatever, there was one for two point, uh, $250 billion for $3,233. Okay. And what that is, is really, it's when it sells um, tokens and then takes that BNB and then uses that BNB to pair with the remaining tokens to inject liquidity into the contract. And when it does that, it resizes the liquidity pool to be a little larger. Mm. um, And it makes it so there's less volatility. So if we were to go on another crazy bull run, it wouldn't be like draining the liquidity down to like insane amounts. So I see. So that's that big red bar that we had is because yep. of selling all that. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. It it's not a sell in a traditional sense because it doesn't actually remove BNB from the liquidity pool. All it does is it adds tokens. And that makes sense. If you add tokens to the liquidity pool, that, that would mean to a, lead to a price decrease. So okay, that makes sense. Yep. 
Any other feedback or comments on the app? You guys all saw the uh, the video, right? I can post the video. Well, no, I'd, I'd rather leave the video to be just in the stream. People can watch the VOD and skip to it. Nothing? Is everyone... Um, I have some more detailed feedback, I think, but I'm just looking at the picture now. Uh, okay. I'd have, to th I'd have to think about it, but it's, it's really, really good to see... Uh, just you know, as I, as I've said, the transparency, but also how useless is planning very much for the long term, uh, including all the like the many many complex angles, you know, stuff like the SEC advertising, you know, taxes, uh, you know, how actually making the products, community building, all that's really reassuring. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, the sense of humor is also great as well. That's um, yeah, nice to see. So I gotta take a look a little bit more at the uh, at the app and kind of think about it. I probably I add some sort of, I probably add some sort of like EMA I think to it. Probably like the fifty I think personally as an option. But I EMA. I don't think most people would know what that is, but it could just be a toggle for the average price. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, because that's something that Coinbase Pro doesn't have, which is. Pretty uh, pretty annoying, but Binance does, which is nice. Um, and I think I... I see, hmm? and it's good to know, because um, part of what we want to do is uh, is build features that we pre-validate based off user feedback. Um, and so I think a lot of these, uh, like, more... What we expect to be more advanced trading options um, to be available kind of after our minimum viable product launch, because uh, you know we need to obviously prioritize the work based off of uh, you know what we can get out there quickly and then iterate off of that. But mm -hmm. once we get out there, then yeah, like that kind of feedback is awesome because people, uh, well, will give us a competitive edge or what are people really hoping for or looking for? Uh, we could then prioritize that and and get that in the pipeline. Um, is the data being scraped from TradingView or something or? So right now, for the proof of concept, um, we're actually just using, just to get data in there to get the charts working properly, um, we're using uh, CoinGecko's API. However, what we want to do is um, we have a BitQuery Pro API um, that we want to scrape directly off the blockchain for. And so that is primarily where we want to get our, our charting data from. So we're wired up to some price information, but I want it to be directly off the blockchain. I don't want it to be through CoinGecko. So. But yeah, ultimately, once this is released, it would be directly off the blockchain. Um, I think having exchange data um, will be will be nice as well in the future, but I... I think people most people probably want to know what's in pan in pancake swap. I don't know if that answers your question or not, but oh no, no, it does. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, I'm just looking right now at the uh, at the Twitch VOD, but no, I mean it, it looks good to start uh, for sure, and it's really it's really nice to actually see a screenshot of this. Yeah, having it in action. Um. What I'm really excited about is the portfolio management stuff, which isn't here yet, but... Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I want to be able to see kind of like in Robinhood where you have an aggregate of all your investments over time. And that's a, it's a little bit more data intensive and it probably won't be MVP. Um, but anything we build onto this, uh, it's, it's pretty easy. We could just kind of move these components around. 103 max. Sweet. Yeah, is everyone having a, a good weekend? My basement flooded. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Is, uh, yes. is Mitch okay? alive? Yeah. <laughs> is Mitch okay? Uh, <laughs> no, like I said, I, I left the basement door unlocked, so he ran off. But oh, at, least, at least he didn't drown. At least he didn't drown. No, what it was is um, I, I live in Utah where they water their lawns, even though it's a desert. So... Uh, we have a sprinkler system in the flower bed and um, you know those window wells into your basement? Well, uh, the sprinkler had broke and so it filled up the entire flower bed and it's it's a little like indented below the concrete a bit and the uh, the window well is raised but it's it's lower than the concrete. So all the water flowed into the window well and then turned the window well into an aquarium. And uh, windows typically aren't good aquariums. <laughs> they don't hold water very well. Um, and so that flooded the basement. So they had to rip up the carpet, and there's like a ton of fans in there, like trying to get it all dried out right now. So. Oof. E. Join the most interesting part of the stream. I'm <laughs> sorry. How you doing, Jellyfish? <laughs> I'm doing wonderfully. I could not attend the stream or join any voice chats purely because my hotel Wi-Fi is absolute trash. So I had to buy some dodgy, <laughs> dodgy uh, Emirati uh, mobile network. So now I'm sitting on some dodgy mobile network chatting to you. Nice. But I heard it's a great success. Yeah. Uh, does the uh, business development manager have an update on listings for the community? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Um, <laughs> I have so many. <laughs> I'll put you uh, on the spot, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, in, in addition to full transparency, the reason we didn't list on ProBit yet is because we had some internal issues with submitting the data for it because essentially the form they sent us, we tried about five, six times to submit all the information and it just kept not working and they kept saying that they're going to fix it, blah, blah, blah. Finally, today, we have successfully submitted everything, all the dates, everything. Well, obviously, I'm not going to release any of the data when it's going to get listed. We're going to give it a little surprise for everybody. Um, but yeah, everything is now fully submitted. So unless these fuckers send us more data to fill out, <laughs> we should be all Gucci. And uh, with this being said, once we're completely... Because our original plan was to get listed um, sort of uh, this week slash next monday unfortunately it didn't work out again because our timelines is like uh, got screwed up because of the due to the issue on the pro bit half uh, on the pro bit's behalf so but as soon as we finish uh the pro bit listing we're gonna start fundraising for our exchange as i'm sure some of you have seen i sent the full list of the exchanges we are talking to in the main chat a couple of days ago maybe yesterday a couple and, oh, I didn't uh, see that. Yeah, I mean the 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 number of opportunities we have is completely insane. And 
yeah, we have a good idea of what we're considering next. But yeah, we still, we still need to chat through it just to confirm what we're going to be fundraising for next. But yeah, next fundraiser and coming soon. Other than that, on the business development side, we're chatting to a lot of influencers as well. Um, YouTube, we're getting some good response. We're getting some good offers. And tomorrow, I know not tomorrow, on Tuesday, well, for some of you tomorrow, uh, on Tuesday, me and Tupac um going to be attending some calls to negotiate slash sort of iron out all the details. So on the business development side, everything is going very well. I mean, in general, from what I see in, you know, in the leadership chats, and I don't know how much of it was my stream, but because I need to watch it. Um, but honestly, the we are rolling full steam ahead. I am just because I'm lurking in other uh, like I'm lurking in other crypto chats of other tokens just to see how they're doing sort of learning on on their sort of difficulties of what they are going through and seeing how this can, you know, how we can avoid them. And honestly, compared to some of the other tokens I'm looking at, we are doing just insanely well, considering how little hype we're bringing in. We are doing, we are doing insanely well on all fronts. So th th there are some issues that we need to iron out in the interest of full transparency. We are understand that on uh, some fronts, like, um some of the marketing side we uh haven't we haven't done as well as we wanted to but again not because of any of our marketing people our marketing is completely smashing it with what we can do our issue uh that we need to iron out is the budget more or less we need to be stricter with our budget because right now we're sort of like oh this sounds like a good idea yeah here have a couple of thousand this is a good idea oh we ran out of money shit <laughs> so right now we need to sort of prioritize it a little bit more and uh, come up with a um, with a better plan for what we're doing, and we're going to be discussing this later today. Um, so yeah, this is <laughs> all I wanted to say. I, I, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt your Aquarium Windows. Oh, no, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> please, no, you're good. <laughs> please continue. Um, and I think to to add to that, um, like you mentioned the the marketing budget stuff, right? Is that right now it's very ad hoc. Right. It's just sort of like, hey, we think this might be a good opportunity. And then um, some someone in the chat decides to fund it, you know, um, so it's it's definitely um, it's it's definitely not super organized just because we're I mean, it's growing pains. Right. Um, I think in any organization, if you were to go in and see some of the dirty laundry. Right. We're not a perfect organization, but we're 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 learning from our mistakes. I think that's one of the most important things. And um, and being critical, self-critical about what we can do to improve and to improve our processes. And so, um, yeah, when we we mention things like that, like, hey, we see this as a, a potential issue or we see this as a problem internally, um, that's that's an opportunity for us to iterate and and change. What I what I think is very dangerous in an organization is where they don't have that introspection, where they think they're just doing freaking awesome on all fronts and they're not. Um, and so being being realists about where we are, I think is is really important. Um, so as we as we peel back that curtain and show you sometimes how the sausage is made, it's not always pretty, um, but it's 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 how the sausage gets made, right? We we need to uh, just keep carving a path forward, even if sometimes it's in a perfect process. Yeah, and with that, again, I say this every week, and I want to say it again. If there's anything that 
uh, and, uh, and this is going to be one of our main sort of marketing points, I think, is that if there's anything any of the holders, any of the community members want uh, like a question they want answered, they want to find out anything, be it listing, be it our marketing plans, be it our development efforts, uh, almost anything apart from obviously, obviously sort of more secretive things such as our you know, our features, what's going to be in development purely because we don't want other tokens to steal it because, again, we're an open community. Anything can be asked, anything can be answered, I think, as we see from everything. I mean, Vruski is just <laughs> on the chat constantly answering anything and everything. And, uh, yeah, and our, our mods are just absolutely incredible on the Discord side and uh, and on the Telegram side and actually on every side. Um so if there's anything again, as as Clark uh, said, uh, sorry, false flag. As false flag said, um, yeah, just anything can be asked, anything can be answered, and yeah, and this is what I absolutely love about about useless and what I don't see in uh, a lot of other tokens. I'm <laughs> not mentioning any names, but yeah, no, it's it's absolutely astounding. Dude, thanks for that, dude. You're well spoken, man. I should put you on a pedestal more often. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey Amir, how you doing? I saw you popping in. He's probably fumbling with his mic. Oh, if you're talking, I can't hear you. Oh, sad. There you go. I think I hear you now. Yeah. <sighs> So guys, this is Amir. He is our uh, our front end architect, and um, yeah, he's he's the primary person who's building out the app. So yeah, is there any, uh, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you kind of want to talk about, like in regards to app development, or you just kind of want to leave it at that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the demo was good. I don't think it's uh I don't know, maybe it was a little short, but um you know. <laughs> uh there's a lot of uh of uh, work that goes into the little uh 10 second video. <laughs> but uh it's it's pretty good. I uh I think I'm happy with everything so far. Um Yeah, it's it's coming along. Um there's definitely a lot of uh of things that are coming down the pipeline that we're excited about. And I can't wait to, to keep moving forward. Um, I'm excited. I, I love uh, every second of, uh, of making this app. So uh, it's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah, I do put, appreciate all your work into this. And Amir hasn't been with us for very long. Um, so it's only been, what, a, a couple weeks? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think... Uh, Two, yeah, two weeks now. Yeah, and and so the the immense amount of work already um, <laughs> demonstrated by what you've put together is pretty pretty exciting. So um, I know that other projects we've been waiting for um, for their apps to come to fruition, and uh, I I'm very pleased with the the time the timelines that we've been kind of putting together. I mean, obviously um, it's app development is a process not an event um and so it's really hard to predict when things are going to release and so i typically will hesitate to give any release date whatsoever because 
in and in software development um people i think just accepted the cold hard reality is that you almost can't predict what you're not aware of or what you can't see going forward you know the whole agile project methodology and things like that is where really you just create a backlog of features and you work through the backlog and you iteratively make progress and so that's what we're trying to do here is to launch a minimum viable product and then iterate off of that based off of user feedback. Yeah, dude, really appreciate all your hard work. And I think it's really showing. And I think uh, it was it was really nice to be able to show something on stream because um, I was afraid that, you know, we may not. And that's fine. I just don't want people to be like, well, he said that you'd show something and, you know, there's nothing. Right, right. Yeah, I'm glad I uh, was able to get something uh, working <laughs> so that we could demo. Uh, I think that was important. So to keep showing the progress because there's a lot of progress that's made. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it was good. And um, Amir, what um, I guess for those who aren't aware of like how the app uh, beta process will typically work, I, I mentioned already that we'd likely start with just a closed beta, then an open beta, and then a final release. Um, Right. More, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you're fine. Um, yeah, in in uh, the Apple uh, uh, Store, um, App Store, and in the Google Play Store, um, there's a there's a way to set up uh, either a closed beta or an open beta. Um, and so uh, uh, we can invite people to uh, to test the app uh, by email, um, and they get to download the app. Uh, from a special app uh, on the iOS side uh, called Test Flight, and then on uh, Android, it's just in the Play Store. Um, but you'll you'll get invited. You'll get to install the app just like any other app, and then you can play around with it and uh, give us feedback. Feedback is really cool because it's all through the process uh, through the Test Flight app. Um, at least on the iOS side, I can't remember on the Android side. Um, but it's super easy to send us feedback. So if you were testing the app and you found something wrong, uh, you can submit uh, recordings and screenshots and uh, even messages about how you got to the crash, you know, how you crashed the app and things like that. So that's really helpful. Um, I'll be honest, you know, with, with the last app that I launched, uh, there was a lot of uh, uh, stuff that we caught just from the, from the beta testing that we couldn't uh, replicate um, in, the, in the test environment. Um, because obviously things are different. So uh, it's really helpful. I think it'll be really good uh, to get that feedback and uh, and work with the community also if there's any feedback uh, on features and things. So um, I think it should be really good. So Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Oh. So... I got a question yeah. um, in regards to the user interface. Obviously, um, it's not probably not the user interface we're going to stick with forever. But are there any plans, like, on how we handle the user interface pre-relaunch? Are we planning on doing major changes, or just stick to it for now and then um, see what feedback we get? That's a that's a good question. Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll admit it's definitely a work in progress. Uh, it's not it is the way that the app is architected right now. It's actually 
pretty easy to pivot uh, when it comes to the UI and, and how everything is. Uh, so it should be pretty easy to iterate over uh, different ideas or different uh, uh, UI con you know concepts or uh, you know way ways that we want to do things. So don't hesitate if you have an idea to, to throw it out there. Um, I might uh, uh, you know definitely consider uh, any any good ideas that come my way. Um, so don't feel like uh, you can't suggest anything um, or that it's set in stone. It's definitely still a work in progress. Um, uh, we'll continue to improve on the designs. Um, and, uh, you know, a, lo a lot of times once we get it into people's hands um, and we see them interact with it, that's when uh, we'll be able to make better decisions for sure. Um, so that's why it's, it's built the way it is so that once we start getting that feedback, uh, we can pivot or we can move fast on, on that feedback and, uh, and start getting things uh, changed in the right direction or go in the right direction uh, from there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm always open to feedback, so don't feel like you'll ever hurt my ego or anything <laughs> when it comes to feedback <laughs> on designs. Um, I've been through it all, so I have thick skin. <laughs> um, but it's definitely, it's definitely still in the early stages. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too picky right now uh but definitely later like if you find it in the closed beta you know that there's really something uh that you wanted to give us in feedback um don't hesitate uh because that's the right time to give the feedback i would say right now it's definitely a little early yeah no i uh, appreciate the feedback thank you i think for the the early stage we're on we're at right now it looks already pretty awesome um but yeah um are you planning on like do we get some professional UIX people on to handle it? What do you think? Um, I think a lot of the decisions that are being made when it comes to the UI are driven by the data that we have right now. Um, I know there's a lot of different things we, we can do, um, but we're kind of limited at what data we have or what capabilities we have at the moment. So I don't, I don't think it's going to be too um, like critical or necessary yet for us to get uh, a, a you know a professional you know person who's uh, who's really good at UX and things like that yet. Um, just because I don't know if we even know what our limits are yet, or like uh, what our true limits are, or what our true uh, potential is either. And so it's hard to you know say to some UX designer like, hey, you know, can you do this or do that? And it's like, okay, but. What can we really do is the question at this point and what we, what we can't do. So it's kind of hard. It, it, I think it would put them in a hard place um, where they might not even be able to um, help uh, yet. So I don't know. It's kind of early. So like I said, I think once we get to the point where we know what our capabilities are and, and our limitations, then I think that would be a good time. Um, but until then, it's kind of hard. Yeah, to, to add to that, that for us. Yeah, to add to that, for example, like uh, if we were to go to a UX person, they'd probably be like, they dream big. Um, yeah. They'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll, yeah. They'll come in and they'll be like, yeah, uh, what's build out um, the ability to buy and sell and treat it like a wallet and do all this cool stuff? And they'll they'll feature pack it. And then we'll hit with the, the harsh reality of like, no, that's something that we need to do through a D app. Uh, we can't actually do through the application. Um, and so there's... Uh, there's a lot of R&D, I think, that's required for this um, that we don't necessarily have all the answers to. 
and digging in and, and figuring out how how does an app interact with things on the blockchain? Um, these, these are big questions um, that, I mean, obviously some people have answered, um, but for a burgeoning team like ourselves, like we, we need to do our research, we need to figure out what we're working with, and we need to figure out what our limitations are. Yeah, totally, I agree with that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I uh, appreciate the feedback. Thank you. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely um, you know uh, try to to feature packet for sure, and that's not a necessarily a bad thing. But I think when we're trying to be so agile and 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 move things forward uh, really fast, um, I think that might uh, hurt us um, to do that so early right now. ADC, you should just field questions. You're good at it. <laughs> You're always throwing me in the water, in the cold water. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> and, and guys, if you don't feel comfortable talking to you, you can always write in voice text, um, the voice text channel above this, and we'll, we'll respond in kind. Yeah, and the stream and the stream will be uploaded to YouTube. Just you guys are aware of that. I will upload it shortly after I got it from Mwell. So yeah. Oh, is he doing that right now, or do you need me to do it? Uh, I think I think he's he's downloading it. It's actually kind of nice is the VOD for the last stream is the, the initial screenshot is actually the app. So that's fortunate. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, hey, corporate multi-sig, or actually not corporate, um, community multi-sig people. Uh, I put in two transactions for the winners of the of the useless king, the useless uh, meme, and the useless shill. Okay. Um, if you guys could just uh, go and sign those and verify that uh, they are correct. A30 and 695, I think that's what people sent to me as the winners. And just to double check, so we have the two, we have the old useless coin, I believe that's called useless token, and then the one that we're using now is useless, correct? I just want to that, make sure That's that. correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny if you sent just yeah, I, tokens I, I said the old token on the old contract that's worth nothing now. Uh, <laughs> that would be really, really funny. <laughs> hey, you're the giveaway winner. Have our useless <laughs> resale tokens that have no value. Oh, that's funny. Rules. That would be uh, ridiculous. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going in and signing that now. Okay, I signed first one and then the second one. Okay, those are signed on my end. So I love the multi-sig stuff, but, you know, um, it definitely requires coordination to get these transactions moving, as you can kind of see. Why we we pay you the big bucks, Sheldon? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the big books. You can send me the old useless as my payment. <laughs> I have so much. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> I, I checked the price on it the other day. And it's like all that useless is down to like it's like a dollar or something like the old useless <laughs> down to like a dollar. I'm like, it's a good thing we moved off that contract. That our swap and liquefy working yeah. is kind of important. Well, it would have it would have locked. It was really funny because um, literally everything that was supposed to go towards liquidity was actually locked in the contract and burned basically because it was pulled out of circulation. Um, and so. It wasn't actually like 530 tokens burned. It was literally almost 600 trillion tokens of the pre-sale contracts were burned. It's, it's definitely uh, working much better with the, the contract we have now. Yeah, I agree. Again, don't want to comment too much on the chart, but, you know, it's a... Uh, I don't have a lot of complaints. And welcome back, Jackie. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Now, you, you killed on the legal questions. I'm glad that you went into it instead of I did, because you're, you're like our resident legal expert now. So my dad was a lawyer, and my brother is a lawyer. So um, Growing really? up in my house, you had to learn how to argue your point correctly, otherwise you didn't get what you wanted. It's a practice. That, that's funny. My aunt is an attorney and my mother's an attorney. So, oh, nice. Yeah, come from a family of lawyers as well. And you know, the cryptocurrency called useless. <laughs> <laughs> that we jumped into in the crypto world, which is completely unregulated, <laughs> and we break all Where the rules. Where did you go wrong? Yeah. Where did you like go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I... well, uh, sorry, Jackie, I, I interrupted you very briefly. <laughs> my apologies. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm, I have to mute because my dogs are wrestling each other right now, and it's really loud. <laughs> Um, is Lance in here? No, he's uh, Lance or Mitch? Um, Mitch isn't in here. Um, so Jackie could sign it, and then you could probably just ping Lance. He'll probably yeah, do it. Jackie's already signed it. Oh, okay, so yeah, just ping Lance. Jackie and I have signed it. And then... Lance will will stop whatever he's doing, and we'll sign transactions. <laughs> Um, where is the chat? This Discord is getting so huge. Like, yeah. all the different channels. Ooh, we got a question. Um, so Falcon asks, maybe this question is a bit dumb to ask so early. No, it's not. Um, but you are, but are you already in contact with other tokens who want to get listed on our app? No, we are not. Um, I think it's a little early to do that, but uh, when we get to a point where we feel comfortable with our closed beta, um, I want to have some people partnered with us already by the time we do our open beta, if that answers your question. So the timing on that would be not full release, but open beta. 
That's actually a really good point. I may start looking into it a bit more. That's just like for for the for the future for the future. Start scouting. No, it it, it definitely is a good point. I agree. Yeah. And that's under your purview, jellyfish. Business development would be, yeah, people who who list with us. That'd be pretty cool. Um, we got to build out the D apps for that first. What we want to do is have our listing application literally be a D app. And how that would work is they connect their wallet and then they pay like a one BNB fee to. Uh, and what that does is with that one BNB, it will generate a new contract, a new smart contract based off the D app. And they're, they put in all their information. Uh, they'll put in like, they'll upload the image. They'll put in the description of their project. They'll put in all their social links and their, you know, BSE smart contract address and whole nine yards. Then they put in the BNB that generates a smart contract. And then um, we will then have our, uh, whatever we're doing to scrape all of the tokens inside all of those contracts. Um, we'll, we'll basically pair the contract that's generated with the token that submitted it. And then that way we're able to just always look out and read that contract and just know that that contract is, uh, is for that particular token. And we can then approve it or deny it. Like if they, if anybody comes in and they list things improperly, then we can deny it. Or if we don't want to list them for whatever reasons because you know they're a scam token or things like that, we can deny it as well. Um, but yeah, it would all be DApp based. You put in all the information, you pay a BNB, and then the contract's created. Whoa, knocked over some stuff. Uh, the contract's created, and then now they can share that with your community once the the listing's active. Um, and that that would be really exciting. Um, imagine that you're another token and we're like, hey guys, here's the smart contract. Send send useless to this address and we can be rated higher on the ranking. We can be king of the hill, right? Um, and that would be, um, when you have very few people listed, it's probably not a big deal. But as we get more and more and more people listed, then um, getting higher up on that rank there is going to be, be kind of cool. And we could do interesting things with it too. Like if people made, you know, if there's like more than a BNB in the past 24 hours or something, we could like highlight it um, or draw attention to the listing in some other way. Um, so there's a lot of flexibility in how we manage our ranking system in the app and how we monetize it and work with our partners who decide to list with us. Imagine safe mode getting listed. <laughs> Like one of the first. <laughs> well, the thing that. is, it could be community based, right? Uh, so anyone from the community um, can just, well, yeah, it's it's just an application to list something. It doesn't have to be officially through, you know, um, through the company, I don't think, right? Um, I don't think they would mind as well, right? Just being listed on something. It's kind of like coin sniper. Someone puts you up for coin sniper. You're not like, oh no, you know. You're just like, oh cool, I'm up there now. Um, but then the community can work together to um, to get that up there. And so yeah, you could list a token that people are really passionate about, and then share it within that community. And boom, a bunch of useless gets purchased for the explicit purpose of pumping it up on the ranking. And you know, some people in communities, they go nuts, you know, 
uh, someone may like throw $10,000 at it or something. And if that's the case, then that's them purchasing $10,000 worth of useless to throw the token into that contract. And that would also be $10,000 worth of tokens that either gets burned or gets put back into liquidity. Um, BAT says, got a question for you guys. So in terms of marketing, are you guys following other projects to use as inspiration and templates? For example, SafeMoon. And seeing how they became so massive, are you considering how the tokenomics would influence the marketing? Because obviously the tokenomics of useless differ from SafeMoon. Um, I'll answer the tokenomics piece of it. So the tokenomics of, uh, of useless differ slightly. Um, it's actually very similar. Um, it's 4% instead of 5% for reflections and 4% instead of 5% for liquidity. Um, where we do differ, I think quite broadly from SafeMoon, is that we don't have tokenomics on exchanges. It makes arbitrage a lot cheaper. Um, and solves a lot of problems with volume and doesn't draw people away from the, uh, the blockchain smart contract. Um, and we also have something called side tokenomics where arbitrage contracts and bypass contracts in order to help facilitate arbitrage between exchanges are used to inject alternative um, taxes or, or sorry, charge alternative taxes that are used to like inject liquidity and things like that. And so we we have a, a slightly different um, like bypass route. If if on the surface from a contract level, it's very similar. Uh, we have a couple features in SafeMoon uh, compared to SafeMoon um, that are a little bit more advanced compared to their contracts, such as the ability to swap out the underlying pancake swap router. Uh, we also have the ability to um, uh, to blacklist certain addresses. And we also fixed the reflection bug, whereas if you exclude certain wallets from rewards and then you re-add them back in, it doesn't siphon reflections from all other accounts. Um, SafeMoon has that bug, so they have to be really careful about who they exclude from from uh, from reflection. Whereas we we could just include and exclude and include and doesn't doesn't hurt anything. Um, the first part of your question is more marketing related, and I'll probably defer that to someone else on following other projects to use as inspiration and templates to maybe like Jackie or someone else. Uh, yeah, I can answer that. So um, <clears throat> are we looking at other tokens in terms of inspiration? Uh SafeMoon, not so much. I feel like SafeMoon was able to capitalize on this to the moon thing, you know, so they get to the moon safely. And that's just such a commonly used phrase. They were kind of able to just hijack that for themselves. And, you know, as far as their branding is very, um, very tech, very space. Um, and so in terms of having a very cohesive look yes that's inspiring i would ideally like our branding to be very consistent i think starfall is doing an awesome job of establishing what that visually is represented as for us when you go to the instagram when you go to the twitter you see these you know you see sally you see the fonts you see like his handprint and little fingerprints are definitely on 
everything and it's taking a very consistent look. Um, but useless is definitely different from Safe Moon in terms of marketing because uh, useless is more of a sense of humor and, and more of a, a feeling of irony and to be able to recognize that although you invested your money, it's still like an altcoin in crypto. It's still useless. So we're kind of dealing with how to market to people who understand that slightly cerebral aspect who also have a sense of humor and are maybe down for a little bit of anarchy. Um, does that answer your question? Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, but if anybody has like, you know, inspiration, like in private meetings with leadership, we've talked about uh, the Dark Knight, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, how he just burns that pile of money in that scene in front of all the gangsters after he steals it back for them. And, you know, just that general feeling of, you know, burning a wheelbarrow full of cash. So, uh, yeah, let's, you know, I had an idea to send people or people can also do this. Um, I just went and bought fake money to put in that wheelbarrow, contrary to whatever rumor got started. It was not real money in that wheelbarrow that I burned. But I think it would be funny on Instagram or Twitter to just have a video of people lighting fake money on fire. And then that kind of generates enough buzz for people to see, like, why are people doing this? That's crazy. So, yeah, somebody in the voice chat, Bat just posted the Everything Burns uh, gif. So, yeah, I, I, I like Safe Moon for Safe Moon. I like their graphics for them. But we are definitely different. And I think our marketing is reflecting that. And anyone... Uh, Burn tokens. <laughs> can <Sorry>. anyone? <laughs> I don't know. Can they or do they? Need yeah, to I mean, all you got to do is send it to the uh, to the burn address. But I mean, that'd be a. I mean, I have a lot of tokens, and I don't want to send them to the burn address. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to donate tokens, I mean, that's. <laughs> but burning the tokens would have. I mean, just from a. Okay, so from an economic point of view, you know, um, burning tokens uh, creates a pressure for a price increase. It doesn't guarantee a price increase, right? And when you're talking about a quadrillion tokens and, you know, that were originally minted, um, you know, <laughs> burning your own tokens would probably just not really move the needle that much and would probably hurt you a lot. <laughs> so, I don't recommend people burning their own tokens. So <laughs> it's basically useless to burn your own tokens. Mm -hmm. I actually remember back in um, when you know uh, in Safe Moon there was a a thing. <laughs> it was a trend that kind of took off there for a little bit, where people were burning their own. They're just sending stuff to the burn wallet, and they're like, "Burn your Safe Moon." Like it was a drop in the bucket and like all these people were coming in like, actually, we shouldn't have people burning the safe moon. That will accelerate the burn way too much and too fast and all this. And I'm thinking to myself like, no, they're just <laughs> literally taking their tokens and lighting them on fire. Because when you're talking about billions of tokens or millions of millions of tokens in a sea of quadrillion, 
you know, it it's 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 yeah. It's not gonna help much. All it's gonna do is like empty out your pockets. That every buy or sell does burn some tokens. So one of the things that I'm actually really excited about is when we get to the point where um we start thinking about turning off the burn. I think some people get kind of upset about that because they're like, oh man, you're going to turn off the burn? That means the value isn't going to go up that much, right? Uh, I think people should, I mean, again, do your own research on this. Um, I got to be careful because, you know, the SEC interns are always watching. Um, but just from a theoretical point of view, let's talk about SafeMoon in this case because I don't want to talk about useless in this so I can at least make my point in terms of price action. Um, when SafeMoon turn, is going to turn off their burn, which I'm assuming is probably around anywhere between $25 trillion and $100 trillion, um, SafeMoon Mark has made it very clear that when you turn off the reflections on the burn wallet, all those reflections are now going to go to other users. So the burn wallet is a big, big, big sponge taking a, taking a, a ton of those, uh, of those reflections. And if you were to eliminate the burn wallet from that, all those tokens got to go somewhere. And that would be redistributed to everybody. So, um, yeah, if you, uh, like what Resonance is saying is that... Um, there is an implosion event that would happen if you were to renounce the contract. So, for example, Swap and Liquify requires 500 billion tokens to be constantly circulating through the contract. And what happens is um, every 500, I mean, that's Sally, right? You hit 500 billion tokens in the contract, Sally triggers, and we increase liquidity. Um, I remember some streams from Thomas, uh, Papa from SafeMoon back in the day, where he mentioned that um, you it gets dangerous as if you get so low in circulation that it starts approaching the volume that has to go through the contract for Swap and Liquify to operate. Those tokens are effectively locked inside of that contract until um, Swap and Liquify triggers. And Imagine that you had 600 billion tokens in circulation and 500 billion are needed in order for it to trigger swap and liquefy. Well, eventually you would just have so many tokens building up inside the contract locked away. You know, it would just, yeah, it's, it's not good, right? Um, so you, what you really want to do is have around 100, uh, like 50 to 100x of what's, you know, 500 billion. Um, and so I'm looking around probably 25 trillion, 50 trillion is a time where you stop the burn. Um, you have to turn it off. If you renounce the contract, you are screwed. So that's one of the reasons why we aren't renouncing the contract is so that we can eventually turn off the burn. And then what's a cool side effect of the burn being turned off is that, um, you know, the reflections go through the roof um, what we could do in that situation, hypothetically, instead of having the reflections go crazy, what we could do is reduce the taxation proportionally. And I haven't talked to anybody about this yet, right? This is, you know, Kark on Mike, just kind of going off. 
But what we could do is we could say when we turn off the burn wall, instead of having everyone's reflections go nuts, what we could do is look at our side tokenomics for the arbitrage contract injecting liquidity. We could look at um, the um, the reduction in the taxation required for reflection for people to get the same amount of reflections. And so you could literally drop the taxation. You could drop it down maybe total to 1% or 2%. And think about that for a second, what that would do is if you could drop our taxation rate down to 1% or 2%, but still be able to inject liquidity um, in a reasonable rate, and to still have the same amount of reflections that people are experiencing, imagine that for a second. You now have a situation where you can reasonably use this as an actual cryptocurrency for transactions with high volume. You're By reducing taxation, you're incentivizing more volume, right? Um, and more trading and things like that. And so really fascinating concept is that as you lower the tax, you reduce the friction for volume. And by reducing the friction for volume, you know, you incentivize more transactions. You can, have, you can open up a whole new world of, of, uh, of use cases for useless that have never been thought of before. And so I love the idea of us burning to the point where we can turn off um, reflect, uh, rewards on the burn wallet. I think it'd be a really exciting time because we could drop our tax rate proportionally. I don't think SafeMoon is planning to turn um, to, to reduce their taxation. Um, this is something that if we consider and we think about um, that you can you can again when you reduce taxation you also reduce arbitrage rates right so you also incentivize volume through arbitrage and so like really really cool stuff um, that we could do when we turn off the burn wallet that would just uh, completely open all sorts of avenues uh, that we haven't even considered yet. So that would be an exciting time. I'd love to really think through all the considerations for that. Yeah. And as, as Resonance said, apparently, you know, just, you know, to paraphrase, could be a good thing. <laughs> I think it could be a really awesome thing, frankly. The other alternative is you leave the tax in place and everyone just gets crazy reflections. But um, I think that actually could be damaging to volume. If I mean, it sounds it sounds good on paper to increase reflections, you know, quadruple the amount of reflections you have, right? Um, but again, think of the incentives that people have. Um, people, if you want people to actually spend it. Um, then you want people to uh, to not be afraid that if they get rid of it, that they're going to miss out on so much. So, yeah, I really, really agree with that. And that's just a again another good example of a long term practical perspective. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think keeping the entire tax would actually be beneficial in the in the long run. Uh, it could always not be reduced as much, but yeah, you do, I think, want to incentivize people to actually well, trade it. And yeah. yeah, that sounds really like a really solid plan to me. Well, what's interesting too is as we turn on our arbitrage contract, 
the arbitrage contract is designed to purchase stuff off PancakeSwap and zoom it over to um, an exchange wallet in one fell swoop. Um, that requires, um, it's going to be excluded from regular taxation, but we're going to add in a side tokenomics taxation, 4% BNB, 4% tokens, right? That's a liquidity pair. So you can pair that 4% BNB and that 4% tokens and inject that directly into liquidity. If we get arbitrage running properly with lots of exchanges, that arbitrage contract could fuel liquidity acquisition instead of swap and liquefy. Now, if you think through that for a second, then what that could mean is that what we do is we literally turn off the liquidity tax at that point. And that would be cool because we could drop our taxation from 8% to 4%, still have liquidity acquisition happening through the arbitrage contract, and still have the same amount of reflections. And that's cool. Um, and that, like you mentioned, would increase would be an incentive to increase volume, an incentive to increase arbitrage, right? And, I mean, just imagine the arbitrage opportunities that would happen if you drop the tax from 8% to 4 right? Suddenly, any disparity between the exchanges becomes fair game for people to profit. It would equalize very quickly, you know? Um, so you might have to ratchet it down a little over time um, so it's not too much of a shock to the system. But ideally, you know, it would be... a People are hesitant to move their tokens with the tax, right? And that's both good and bad. Um, but if you can, if you can maintain the same level of taxation benefits by re and, and reduce the taxes, why wouldn't you? So my thought is, is that actually, let's do the math on that. Um, so let's say a hundred trillion. Let's just say a hundred trillion is when we stop the burn, right? Um, so that would be ninety percent. Of all of all of the reflection amount um, would be going towards the burn wallet. Now, one thing that um, SafeMoon Mark has constantly said over and over again that as the burn wallet grows, that doesn't affect your reflections. Your reflections amounts doesn't doesn't decrease as the burn wallet gets bigger, right? Because it just gets you have a a, a pool that gets sent out proportionally to the size of other wallets, right? And so as the burn wallet gets bigger, it doesn't mean you receive fewer reflections, right, at all. Because proportionally, you still will hold the same amount, if not a little more. Um, so if we have only one, if the burn wallet gets to about, uh, let's say 800 trillion. Let's, let's make it a little easier. Um, so, and right now it's at, what's our burn wallet at? Check this out. One second. It's like it's at like two hundred and seventy-three uh, trillion, I believe, is burned. Okay, two hundred seventy-three. So let's say our goal is to turn off um, the burn at eight hundred trillion. Um, I'm gonna say three hundred for good measure. I would say 
that you could probably cut your tax um, by a third um, and still receive the same amount of reflection. So, oh, wow. Yeah, if you go up to like, you know, 50 trillion or 100 trillion or whatever, you could probably drop the tax rate when you turn off the burn, I'd have to do the math and just make sure and run it by Mark, right? Because he's our math wizard. But um, my guess is you could probably get it below 2%, likely even 1%. Oh, man, that would be cool. I have to double check the numbers on that. But imagine being able to drop the liquidity tax altogether. Swap and liquefy never happens again. And then you drop reflections from 4% to 1%, and you still receive the same amount of reflections. Oh, man, that would be cool. Imagine our tokenomics are 1%, but people get crazy reflections. That would be nuts. I think within a few years, yeah. I don't, I don't know how long. It really depends on, it really depends on volume. Um, it's all volume-based burn. Um, and because we're doing burns from two different angles, so the first angle is very traditional um, in the space, even though it's only a few months old, but um, is a volume-based burn, right? And as the burn wallet gets bigger, it also soaks up more reflection, so it grows um, a little bit exponentially in that respect. Um, so, but you also have the burns that happen from the... Um, what we originally was going to be profit buyback, but um, all our all our D apps that are generating BNB are going to go to buy app uh, buyback. Um, I would con I wouldn't consider that corporation profit because it's not actually cycling through the corporation at all. So all the BNB we quote unquote the system earns through D apps um, is going to go directly into buyback and burn or buyback and liquidity. And anytime we have high liquidity and we're burning tokens instead of injecting as liquidity, that's another side that we're we're just sending stuff to the burn wallet and getting close to that point where we can move, I think, to a different phase of development for useless. And most people don't think to that point. They don't think of what happens when um, when the token is in a mature state and you turn off the burn. Um, and what's cool, too, is we always have the decision to maintain some level of burn, um, even going forward. If we want to have it to continue to be deflationary, we can. Um, so we could even um, turn off swap and liquefy altogether, because if we turn off the tax altogether, then, and then we send enough tokens in the contract to trigger swap and liquefy one last time, then no more tokens are going to go into the contract anymore and get locked in there. And so we can just burn manually um, or systematically um, slowly, much more slowly, much more stably to continue the deflationary aspect of it if we wanted to. Um, and, and that would obviously affect price you know you can do your own math on how that would affect price but yeah cool cool stuff so but I, I love the idea of um 
of dropping the taxation eventually down to like super small amounts. Because then you could literally just move it around however you wanted to use it as a currency without feeling like you're uh, um, you're getting rid of half your bag every time you move it. Any other questions or? Well, th thanks for that thought experiment. I just got kind of excited thinking about how that could work in the future. The long-term potential and thinking here is incredible. I've listened in on some other AMA streams, and they literally only talk about how to pump and dump, pump and pump. <laughs> this is a Freudian slip, I think. Uh, pump and pump now, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, our our goal of this is not to pump up the token. I, I said it, I'll say it again, um, that... The success of this token is less on getting people to ape in on the token and more about the success of the e ecosystem we're building. And I'll stick to that. Um, so obviously we want community members. We want to grow, right? That's important to us, but I'd rather it be organically, right? I'd rather not have it feel like the greater fool theory where you're just bringing in more and more people and you hope that, you know, um, the bubble doesn't burst um, and instead, it's more that you are seeing what we're developing and what we're building, and it brings enough value to where, you know, you're part of that. And so um, if our app ecosystem is successful and people use it, people are going to want to list on it. If our dApp system is successful and say, for example, we other tokens are using our dApps um, and all that and we're generating revenue well i wouldn't call it revenue but i mean you you take all that bnb from other d apps um uh, from other tokens using our d apps and other people using our d apps and you cycle that back into buyback and burn right i mean that's going to have an impact on the token um and we don't need to just bring in a ton of people to make it successful that will help drive interest in the token in the long run so Um, can we 